Learn how to manage your energy and grow your capacity in 10 minutes a day. If you've ever heard me talk about energetic time management, it's the core skill that I teach all my clients. I created this over 10 years ago when I was in the middle of recovering from stage four cancer. I had to figure out how to work, how to parent and take care of myself. And that's how ETM or energetic time management was born. And for a limited time, I'm going to be giving it away. Yep, you heard me correctly. I'm giving the actual skill and the step-by-step away to you. My, it's my ETM habit challenge. So head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash E-T-M and use promo code podcast to get free access for a limited time. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Uncomfortable. And today I'm talking about attracting profit. So on the main podcast, we now have three different types of conversations. One is going to be about It's going to be an interview in some capacity. There may be some solos with me talking to myself. Then um, I think every Wednesday we are having our Attracting Profit uh, solo. That will be from me. And this is all about time, money, and energy. So Attracting Profit. Profit equals, to me, time, flexibility, emotional freedom, and wealth building. So um, profit in some aspect. Most of those people are business owners just by nature of needing to like you have more capacity to grow and attract more wealth uh, when you have more control over the money that you're making and the ability to make more money um, is typically from people who are business owners um, or you're not a business owner. You work in some capacity and you're going to create uh, attract profit, time, money, and energy in other ways in your life. So hopefully you get value from these conversations. And then on Fridays, we have our parenting conversations. And that is where, um, that is near and dear to my heart because as a former social worker and somebody who can see and understand children's behavior as an actual language, um, I believe it's a skill that the world is incredibly lacking. But the interesting part about all of this is it's all connected. So you've probably heard my story before. You can definitely hear it again. Um, go read the like, read the book, listen to other podcast topics. But I just want to tell you where attracting profit originated from. So the concept of attracting profit was when time and energy was this big like problem that women were coming to me for when I was trying to teach them about parenting. And then over the years, what I realized is attracting actual profit, like feeling profitable in your life, like abundance, extra, like ease, peace, like wealth, um, you know, really healthy relationships, like deep, deep, deep connection, wholeness, fulfillment, this is a feeling that we're after. And we're doing this both personally and professionally in our lives. So that's where that comes from. It was just an organic conversation that if we want to attract more of what we want and desire in our lives, we need skills. We need boundaries. We need a strategy to do that. 
but there's a lot of inner work that is required. And so today I want to share with you all the things that I feel like, I don't want to say that I failed at in my business in 2023, but I wanted to have a conversation, like an off the cuff conversation about capacity and what 2023 taught me about capacity. Um, and I'm sure I'll throw in all the ideas, all the things that I feel like I failed at in 2023. Um, but that's where I'm going today. So when we're talking about attracting profit, I want you to understand that whether it's me or anyone else that you're listening to, um, you know, a lot of people talk about balance and alignment and how, you know, like people ask the silly question of like, what is balance or how do you achieve balance? And I don't believe in it at all. I don't think we are capable of living a completely balanced life. I don't even understand what the definition is and why humans, where people bought into the concept of balance. But I do believe feel people are after, like everyone will have their own word, but I do believe people are after fulfillment. Like people want to be happy. They want to feel alive. They want to feel purposeful. They want to feel connected. And when we live in a culture that is disconnected from feeling, um, it's really hard to feel the things that we want to feel when we're not willing to feel the things we don't want to feel. So if you are in a season of contrast in your life and you are thinking, not this, not this, not this, I don't have the capacity. Well, one, this podcast episode is for you. And two, you are not alone. So I would say in 2023, um, you know, there was a lot of lessons, a lot of growth happening both personally and professionally, but I would say it was a year of tremendous contrast. Although the year on paper looked really good and on the outside probably perceived to be good. Um, I all like most of the year, I felt like I was on the verge of a spiritual breakdown. I was on the verge of like, um, a crisis of sorts. And when I, it was just like one of those years where it was like, I was, I could go left or right. Like I wasn't on the fence, but I felt like if a shoe dropped, I was going to lose my marbles. And that shows me that I'm on the leading edge of growth. When you are in those moments of like, I don't want to keep going forward, but the only option I have is to go forward. That's how I felt all year. And it pushed me, it forced me. And to be honest, some of those moments were self-induced, right? Like training for 29029 and doing this 36 hour relay or not relay endurance race, um, putting myself in crazy, emotionally uncomfortable situations. And I feel like this year was that again and again and again and again. And I said yes to so much. But at the same time, I had this feeling of I was still in this rest period. I was like in this, it was so weird. It was like I was in this rest and digest period um, from a few years before, but I purposely put myself in rooms and at tables and in situations where I had no back door, so I had to grow and the only way out was through, and that happened both personally and professionally. And I would say, I have said, I want to give up more in the last year than I probably have in the last decade of my life. 
There were so many times professionally that I wanted to give up. Um, I was so angry, not the whole year, but there was moments of anger and frustration when I got clear at the core of what is this really? It was me not believing that I was capable of achieving what my, what I desired to achieve. And so I was at like the absolute edge of my belief. And personally, I was challenged in some relationships. Um, my health was challenged this year, not in a crisis state. Um, definitely no diagnosis, knock on wood. Um, but my, my body was changing. And so I felt like every bucket of my life was just testing me. And I didn't have the privilege of resting the way that my ego wanted to rest. And so what I had to do was just really pace myself and show up every single day. And by showing up every single day, I chipped away at this huge monumental like like block or belief like wall that I couldn't accomplish my dreams. And the result of that by the end of the year was discernment and being deeply proud of myself. And I had a moment actually um, with somebody on my team today and she said, oh, wow, like you're, you're really creative lately. Like your creative energy is, is like really empowering or I can feel it. And I said to her, yeah, do you want to know why? Because I said no to who I should be and yes to who I want to be. And that was confirmation to me that I'm headed in the right direction because most of this year, I said to people, I feel like I'm in a wave, like I'm in the ocean and I'm in a wave and I cannot catch my breath. And there is nothing that any professional could have told me to change um, how I felt. So the way that I felt, I went, I got, I went to my doctors, I went to my natural paths, I went to functional medicine, I had the mentors, um, I had the spiritual teachers, I had the energy healers, like you name it, I did it. And on the, if you can hear me sip, by the way, I'm like sipping this like random tea. Um, I had the team around me. Like I had everybody around me. I was doing it. Like I was actually doing more than the people I hired to support me. And that was another challenge which is the whole other conversation of, um, finding the right people to support you who have already done what you want to accomplish because you will outgrow your support and your help. And I, I just, I thought to myself, I'm doing all the things and I'm doing more than the average person. There has to be something else here. And the only thing else that I can think of is to act as if I deeply trust myself and start taking action from that place and lead my life from that place. And in the last few months, um, I would say maybe the last three months, no, let's say six months, it takes a while for energy to shift sometimes. Like sometimes it can be instant and sometimes it's not instant. And I just, 
I started saying no to things. I started saying no to things that I was doing out of obligation. Like, oh, I just got this one more event. Oh, I just got this one more thing I need to, to do. And then I won't do anymore. And, um, and I started to, I told my team, I told everyone around me, I'm like, that's not happening. Like, I'm just not doing it. Like, you can't talk me into it. It's not happening. And I started putting like really big boundaries around my energy. I started asking myself, just practicing what I preach. Um, what do you need? What are you craving? And then I had to go do that thing. And for some of you, you're probably thinking, well, Heather, I don't know what that thing is, but understand that I've mastered the skill over 10 years. And I, this year, because it was so challenging for me, and some of that was outside of my control, um, I felt like I was always just gripping on, like I had a pinky on like getting back to how I wanted to feel. And so it like, in conclusion, my nervous system could have been out of whack. My guts could have been out of whack, but here's the thing. There was a moment when I had to surrender to give myself permission to live the life that I wanted to live, not the life that everyone else thought I should live. And one of the things that I have been reflecting on is it doesn't matter where you come from or what background you come from or your, your training, there's always going to be a culture around it. And professionally, I live in the culture of online business and I don't agree with it. I don't agree how people run online businesses. Um, I say online, but online just means like, you know, you're just using online software, but I could have a brick and mortar. Um, but I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the coaching space at all. I don't agree with like the unethical sales and marketing strategies and people are losing trust. People are losing trust, but really they're losing trust in themselves because they're trying so many things and they're not working. And so when I'm working with people, I'm always asking myself and them, what do you deeply want? What do you deeply need? And I didn't realize that previously what I was doing was teaching people to deeply trust themselves. And so this year I had to get back to that. And it is incredibly scary to trust yourself. It is scary to trust yourself. It is scary to surrender and just to completely let go. I often think of, um, I often think of like swimming, like in a pool when someone's holding you and they're like, Hey, put your head down, put your head down. And your body is just so tense. And you're like, I, I I'm, I'm like surrendering. They're like, no, you're not like, you still have tension. And the reason why I'm telling you all of this is because it's all related to capacity, but it's emotional capacity. We have our physical capacity. We have our emotional capacity. We have like our, like, I'm talking like, do I physically, can my body physically do the thing that I say I want to do? And then we have like ta actual time capacity, financial capacity, um, all these things. But so many people don't consider capacity at all um, as a challenge. And they're looking for time. But when they get their time back, they still say, I don't have time. And I'm like, yeah, because you haven't worked on your emotional capacity. So this is where deep self-trust comes in for me. And 
this year has been one of those things where I was learning so many new things. And I, to be honest, if I go back and someone's like, would you change anything? No, I wouldn't change anything over the year. I think it happened the exact way it was supposed to happen. And because, um, because life is like a series of ups and downs and contrast and breakthroughs, it's not linear by any, like any means it was supposed to happen the way that it was supposed to happen. Um, but nobody talks about emotional capacity in the sense of you can have the time, you can have the money, you can be physically fit to have a lot of energy output. But if you have, if you are filled with self-doubt and lack self-trust, um, and not good enoughness, whatever you want to call it as imposter syndrome, or you're constantly worried and your brain is just racing a million miles a minute, like 24 hours a day. Like you do not have the mental and emotional capacity. And I would say that this year I have, I ran a mental marathon, a daily mental marathon. And when I was done, I said, I'm, I'm good. I'm taking a break from this mental game or this emotional game this year. And I've been talking a little bit about inside of our program, unhooking yourself from shame and unhooking yourself from certain emotions and stories that you tell yourself. And I don't yet know how to explain it from a teachable, but it's, it's something that you do when you are just standing there filled with worry. I mean, if you have, you know, if you believe in God, spirit, universe, source, maybe, maybe I'm giving my worries to something else, but that's not what I'm mentally doing. I'm unhooking myself. I can feel I can feel the worry. I can feel the self-doubt. I can feel the anxiety. I can feel the like mental overwhelm. And I just visualize compartmentalizing it, but not pushing it away within myself, like unhooking myself from it. And that unhooking is like, I am not my story. I am not my story. I am not my anxiety. I am not my overwhelm. I am not my self-doubt. Like I am me. I am whole as a human, as a being. And it is my responsibility to just keep being myself, keep being who I am, following my desires, going after my dreams. And anything that gets in my way needs to be removed. Like that is the point of being human. We show up every day, we chop wood, we carry water, we work our, you know, work our habits, but we're not robots. Like we can't just constantly check boxes. I tell people this all the time. I'm like, just because I told you to do something doesn't mean you need to do it. Like you need to develop discernment of like, does that work for me? You take the template and you make it your own. Everyone goes from template to template to template to template to somebody else's routine, to somebody else's routine, someone else's book or strategy. 
And I'm like, no, you take this and you learn about yourself. You, you learn to become who you want to be, who you desire to be, not who I want you to be, not who your mom wants you to be, not who your husband wants you to be or your wife or your children. Who do you want to be? And when you're doing that, when you figure that out, again, I teach you that when you figure that out, you begin to reverse engineer how you want to feel. And then you start to take these actions. And so this unhooking, this concept of unhooking yourself from these emotional stories has given me so much more emotional capacity. It has allowed me to buy back so much more of my time and energy because Most of the time, it is not the physical time that we crave or need. It is a feeling. And so as I started saying no thank you to these events or just things I didn't want to put on my calendar, I started asking myself, is that in alignment with my future self? And like, I'll give you an example, networking events or even like conferences you know, a lot of people are busying themselves with this informational stuff, but they're, it's not changing their behavior at all. Like they're going to go back in, they're inspired, they're excited. They're going to go back into their daily routine and they're not doing the emotionally uncomfortable work. Like they don't, they don't change their daily routines. They don't change their emotional patterns. So they're like, I read the book. I went to the retreat. I did the thing. Why, why isn't my life changing? I, I did the plant ceremony. I did fucking Ashawanga Donga, whatever it's called. Why isn't it working? And it's not working because you haven't changed. You have more self-awareness or something changed within you, but you haven't changed. Like your, your day-to-day behaviors haven't changed. And so when I got to a point and I was like, I still feel like I'm riding this wave of, I can't fully catch my breath. Or I like, I'm, I'm being overpowered by this wave and like, you know, I'm fine to surrender and hit the bottom of the ocean, but when am I going to get back up? So I had moments where I, I remember thinking like in the last 90 days, if I deeply trusted myself, what would I do based on all of the naturopathic and integrative medicine that I have received that isn't working. What do I need to do? If I deeply trusted myself and I felt like an expert of my own body, what needs to happen? And I got some answers from myself and I started implementing those answers. And within seven days, a lot of my energy came back. Um, I can, I share more of those on the inside. I don't share a lot of it publicly, but it's because it's my own story and my own journey. And then the same with work. How do I want to serve people? And that has always been a high priority for me, but I see so many people not working in alignment with how they want to feel. And we have days, we have weeks where we got a little extra work to do, but I think it's really, really important to understand that most of capacity comes from you deeply trusting yourself. You saying, this is what I want to say yes to in 2024. And this is what I want to say no to. 
And sometimes that's as simple as saying, I don't have the capacity to clean the house as much as I am if I'm going to grow my business. I don't have the capacity to clean them. I just don't have the mental capacity to clean as much as we're cleaning. And I don't want to clean up after everybody anymore. So starting now, I will ask you once to clean it up and then I'll throw it away. And it's like, we're living in a culture of excess. The holidays are coming up. People are going to buy more shit that they're just going to be angry and frustrated about a week later. And I'm thinking, we did this to ourselves. Like, we did this to ourselves. Why can we not do less better? So here's my philosophy or my vision of capacity is, it's your responsibility. You 100% have the ability to gain back your capacity, but you also should not expect it to happen overnight. It may take a year. It may take six months. It may take a week. Um, but you're going to start feeling the little sparks of hope. You're going to start feeling a little bit of your energy come back. You're going to start seeing your calendar open up. And when you do that, you cannot like you cannot fill it with busy. You cannot fill it with fluff. You cannot just like pour more shit in the holes because you're uncomfortable with attracting profit. Like that's the whole point is you make more money. You learn to invest your money and grow your money. You don't just in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Right. So when people come to me and they're like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm not used to this. I'm like, tight on money. I'm like, yeah, you're in startup. Like you're just learning those skills. So when you do start up, like it goes out and it, and then it drains again, it goes out, it just drains again. But like little by little, you start to keep a little bit of it. And then you just keep adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. And like every dollar that you make, you save, save a portion of that dollar. Every hour that you get back of your life, save it. Like block it out on your calendar. Don't give it away again. So example, if someone's like, oh my God, I have too many clients. And then all of a sudden, you know, a few of those clients are gone or you have that capacity, then you start blocking that time out for something that gives you life. You don't fill it again with more work. And I think this is the ultimate challenge for people because we do have the external support. like. You can read the books, you can hire the people, but at the end of the day, it's you against you. Like at the end of the day, you are the one that needs to look in the mirror and say, where do I need to give myself permission to have more capacity? It might be not looking at your phone. Where do I need to say no thank you? Where do I need to say yes more? And you will know. You will know. And if you don't, then ask yourself, what advice would I give a friend if they came up to me and asked me the exact same thing right now? Like, what actual advice would you give them? Because that is exactly what you need to hear. So I hope this was supportive for you. It's all about capacity. This is a little bit of like what I have decided not what I have decided to do, but like one, it's okay not to feel like you have a lot of capacity, but don't make that your identity. Two, what are you going to do in 2024 moving forward? 
Three, when you feel like you don't have enough of it, ask yourself why, and then ask yourself, what changes would I make? How would I deeply, like, how would I act if I deeply trusted myself? And I think the reason why we hang on to the answer so many times is because oftentimes we're going to have to have some emotionally uncomfortable conversations. So I hope that was supportive for you. If you want to attract more profit, time flexibility, emotional freedom, and financial freedom, capacity needs to be a focus for you. And it's not just about getting more of it. It's also about keeping what you've worked so hard to gain. I sometimes joke that I wish I taught people how to make green smoothies for a living, but I know I'm doing that because I'm trying to run away from what brings me joy. And what brings me joy is helping women and men, families in general, and children feel alive. And sometimes that journey to feeling alive is painful. It's emotionally uncomfortable and it's not always easy. This is why I created the Aligned Life Quiz. So if you're tired of being tired, you want to stop just surviving, and you want to find out exactly where to focus and access realistic tools to confidently manage your energy, emotions, and impact, you can head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash life quiz. It takes you two minutes and it's going to show you. I call them internal leadership skills. Where do you need to focus your energy and attention for the quickest results? And also, which phase are you living in? So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash life quiz to take the aligned life quiz right now. If you're ready to stop just surviving and you want to start thriving, but you don't know how to manage it all, go there. It will take you two minutes and it will change your life. I also, on the inside, show you which podcast episodes to listen to based on your quiz results. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash life, L-I-F-E, quiz. 